Welcome, welcome to NFL week number four. You are listening to the Sideline Junkies, presented by Anchor FM. With me is the big guy, KG. What's going on, KG? What's happening, good people? Not much, man. They called me the boss, BJ. And like I said, you're listening to our week four NFL show. We got a lot to talk about today, so we're just going to go ahead and dive right on into it. Uh, the biggest news in the NFL right now is Cam Newton testing positive for COVID-19. Um, and the Patriots chief game at the moment being canceled. Um, new news coming out is that they might be trying to still do it Monday or Tuesday, but I guess it all depends. I don't know what the rush is, um, but, you know, it can be rescheduled. So um, what you think about that? How, how do you think this is going to affect the NFL going forward, KG? You think it's going to put them on high alert? I mean, they should have already been on high alert. Um, I, I've been reading things since last night, and everybody's talking about the NFL is not in the bubble. Like, uh, they're doing the MLB playoffs. Like, they did the NHL. Like, they did the NBA and still doing the NBA. The NFL is just going about normal life and just taking a precaution. But uh, maybe... Just maybe. I, I don't know how you would do that because these guys have to travel. And uh, it should be on high alert anyway. It should have did that to start the season. But my question is, how? what are you going to do? I mean, you postpone these games. Like, I guess you'll, you'll have to make the season long, so we might not get the Super Bowl until mid-February. We got to extend the, 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 the season a couple weeks to get these postponed games in. You know, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay because, like, everybody, you know, I know a lot of people, I know y'all think these people are robots, players are robots, and just snap your fingers and then play. But it's not like that, you know. Life hits you fast, and they're not immune to the coronavirus just like any of us. Um, when the NFL did restart, it kind of did surprise me that they didn't try to do a a bubble thing, but I understand why maybe that that's kind of hard because you got 53 players plus the coaching staff plus the medical staff plus however many players. So you're talking about having to make accommodations for what 200 200 people probably a team. So that's 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 a lot. I don't think anybody could accommodate that. You know. NBA, you got 11, 13 players, coaching staff, you know, medical staff can be generally, uh, you know, they can just bring a couple of, of people from each team. You don't have to have a specific medical staff for each team. I don't know if how the bubble's working with the NBA bubble's working with that, if they're doing that or not. But I'm with you, KG. They should already been on high alert. They should have been really enforcing things because I know – uh, they're talking about the Titans being um, possibly being fined or disciplined if they didn't follow the COVID-19 protocol. So, you know, it shouldn't ever get to that. You should have somebody for each team, a designated person that the NFL puts there to monitor those activities. Somebody that's not biased to the team, 
and can be like, look, y'all in violation, you're getting fined. You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all not doing this, you're getting fined. You know, it should have been already on top of that. So, um, and other, which is yeah, like, look at the fines that have been levied. Look at the mass fines that have been levied to coaches. Pete Carroll, yeah. um, yep. I think, uh, uh, New Orleans coach, I can't think of his name right now. See his face, can't think of his name. But Sean, they've been, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Look at how much they've been fined all this this season for not wearing masks. And not even not wearing masks, but not wearing them properly on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that, and I'm with it. And I think for one week, it equaled up to like $1.2 million. I thought it. I thought it had got up higher than that. It might have, it might have been one point two. I might be thinking of another number, but yeah, that could be right. They just gotta enforce it a little bit more, and, and they gotta. It's not a game. It's not a joke. This this, this uh, virus has killed two hundred and nine thousand Americans. It's inflicted a lot more than have recovered, but have lasting long term effects. This is not a this is not a game. More, most definitely, and uh, in other COVID-related news, the Saints fullback Michael Burton was cleared after he had a false positive test. So um, that's good news on that front. Um, Saints at the uh, Lions today at one p.m. Um, I know we'll talk about this is going to be two separate topics. Because we'll go into detail um, at the end of the show, the Baltimore-Washington game, and you know what the keys to victory and all. But I want to get your your opinion now on what's going on in uh, out of Washington with Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera meeting with him about his performance. And I know you feel you feel very very strongly about it. Me and you have been talking about this since Dwayne Haskins has been drafted and before you get in here um i want to go on record saying i like Dwayne haskins i knew that when they drafted him he was going to he needed a he was going to he's a project he had the potential he had a high ceiling what i don't think is fair to Dwayne is he's on his third coach the first coach um being jay gruden being fired going to bill callahan going to Ron Rivera now. This hasn't had no stability, no chance to learn one offense. And, you know, for the people out there that said, you know, well, he's a professional, he should grasp this, that, and the other. You go think, you go back to successful quarterbacks. Tom Brady has had Bill Belichick the whole time. Um, and even the, the ones that have been successful that hasn't, haven't had um, – a, a stability have coaches come in and rework their system to what they fit with is that particular quarterback Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay you know um, Dak Prescott change coaches that you know what I'm saying Pete Carroll Russell Russell Wilson uh, Shanahan out in uh, the 49er land with uh, Garoppolo you got um uh, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, the Rams coach, Sean McVay, with Jared Goff. Like, really good coaches, and I, I, I preach on this all the time. Really good coaches know what to get out of their players. And I'm not saying Ron Rivera's 
not a good coach because I, I really think he's a really good coach. He was the right person to take this job. Just feel like Dwayne hasn't had a fair shot. Now, the flip flip side to that. Well, all right, before I get to that, the flip before I get to the flip side, I love how he committed to working out, getting his body in shape, losing weight, trimming up. Like I love seeing that. It showed me that he was ready to work. So kudos to him on that. Now here's the flip side. He has regressed. Staring down receivers, making bad throws, not knowing where to go with the ball. This is just what I'm seeing. Um, and I know Kevin will come in here and light it up in a second. And I'm, I'm preparing for that, you, you know, but we have to be fair. You have to produce in the NFL. Right now, Dwayne's not producing. Um, you can't lean on one unit to do everything. I know that. But you need both units to pull their fair share. Right now, offensively, they're not pulling their fair share. So, KG, I'm going to let you take the floor, do your thing, talk to me about Dwayne Haskins and, and that situation with the Washington football team. Well, B, I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm put it to you like this. I was on Instagram, and they were talking about this, and I had to, I had to chime in. And I, I normally don't have my socials because I look at so much. But I was on Redskins' room. And uh, this uh, particular post said, Coach Revere, hand, you know, handed up the cutoff point for Dwayne Haskins. But the graphic on the pick that they posted, uh, first round bust, Robert Griffin III, Jason Campbell, Patrick Ramsey, Keith Shula, and Dwayne Haskins with three question marks. Now, I get it that Ron Rivera had to talk to Haskins. At least he's talking to him and letting him know, hey, you got to improve. But I don't think he's just talking to him. I think he's working with, no, no, no. This is what you're going to do. This is what you have to do. This is what you will do. Because the success of this team, it's based on Haskins' ability to move this offense. And to those first-round so-called busts that they, they labeled these guys with, RG3 wasn't a first-round bust. His ego at the time, his, his mouth got him in trouble. That's what got him benched. It wasn't lack of skill. Jason Campbell had four different coordinators in five years. Never had a offense that he could find a home in. Patrick Ramsey was drafted for Steve Spurrier's offense. He didn't fit in with Gibbs' offense because he didn't conform, and they tried to work with him, couldn't do it. That's why Jason Campbell came. Keith Shula is the only bust on that uh, uh, list. Because he Shula couldn't call the plays in the huddle. North Turner simplified the playbook. He Shula could not grasp it. Brian Mitchell had to call the plays in the huddle because he Shula couldn't get the terminology, which wasn't hard. It wasn't Gruden-esque type terminology, but he couldn't get it. So to say Dwayne Haskins, and it's a lot of people in Redskins Nation, I'm sorry, and Washington football team Nation, asking and demanding Dwayne Haskins be benched and Kyle Allen be brought in. If Kyle Allen is so goddamn good, why the hell is he not still in Carolina? Why did he get beat out 
by somebody that came in and Teddy Bridgewater, and they still got Will Greer down there. If he was so good, he'd still be in Carolina. They wouldn't have traded. I just, I, I, I don't understand it, but I agree with what Riverboat Ron said. You got to, uh, you got to put it, put it out there. Look, you, something has to change, but that's a part of a development and a quarterback. And this quarterback's only played 13 games. Like I said, this is an extension of his rookie year. He, he was drafted by a coach who didn't want him. Never worked with him. Never did anything. Coach Cal worked with him more than Rudy. And he, you've seen the progress last season. It's going to come. But you have to give it some time. I, I understand we can't give him a whole season of bad play. You, you, you have to get some improvement. And I think and I hope and pray that today is the day we see some improvement. If he can go today and throw for 250, a touchdown or more, and no interception, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. It's a big challenge today because the Ravens are coming in here. I think this is like the worst-case scenario for Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team is seeing the – Ravens get beat the way they did in primetime versus the Chiefs. And now coming here with that that burden on their shoulder, playing the Washington football team, I think, you know, Baltimore is definitely going to be ready. They have one of the better coaches in the league. We all know, know what Lamar Jackson and, and that offense brings. So, you know, that's this is going to be a test. And like you said, you want to go out there. You want to see progress from Dwayne. You want to see him not stare receivers down. You're not forced throws. You know, move the offense with some cadence, with some urgency. Um, Ron Rivera's coaching style, I think this is, you know, a, a strategic move. Like, I'm, I'm going to challenge you and see where you are to see if you respond, to see if the team responds. Because he's not out here doing it himself. Are you going to get the offensive line to block harder knowing that – do they like the wing? Are they going to block harder to keep him upright, to give him more time? Are, are the running backs going to run harder? Are the receivers going to go harder for him? Is the defense going to go harder for him? You know, Sims returning kicks and stuff. He's going to be like, man, I got to get this extra 10 yards to give Dwayne a boost. Like, it's not just Dwayne that's kind of being called out here. You got to understand that. This is the whole team is putting being putting on notice because the quarterback is the leader of the team. Doesn't move without the quarterback. So I want to see how Dwayne reacts, and I want to see how the football team reacts to this. Are they going to rally around him, or they can be like, you know what? Yeah, it's time for a change because we've seen this before. We've seen offensive line, particularly here, not block for somebody that they don't like. Receivers run half-ass routes. So today will be very interesting against one of the better teams in the league to see if we get some type of change. So, um, KG, let's take a quick break. Let's pay some bills, and we'll come back. We want to do – I want to do week four power rankings. I want to do your must-win games. I did my must-win games um, on a video, and it will do hot seat coaches, and then we'll call it a wrap. How about that? Defeated by the mute button. Um, that, <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like a plan for you, man. 
All right, cool. So keep listening, sideline junkies, uh, with the big guy KG, Ball BJ. We'll be right back. Right back at you, sideline junkies, coming back with NFL Week Number Four. Um, I am the boss, BJ. I got the big guy, KG, with me. Before we go back in, dive back into the show, I want to get a shout out to um, Miss Valerie for providing the mask for the sideline junkies. If you haven't seen them, check out um, our Instagram page. Uh, we will be posting all of them. Definitely very, very happy with the mask. They're very comfortable. Got the filter in it. And, of course, they have our logo on the front. So we're very appreciative of that. And um, we thank her for keeping us safe in this trying time we're in. So back to the NFL. KG, I want to read you these week four power rankings from ESPN. I want you to give me your opinion on them, okay? Let me know when you're ready for me to read this. Fire away. All right. So number one, of course, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I want to. I want you to give me your opinion after I read it. Okay. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks. Number four, Green Bay Packers. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Six, Tennessee Titans. Seven, Pittsburgh Steelers. Eight, the Los Angeles Rams. Coming in number nine, New England Patriots, and rounding out. The top 10 are the one and two New Orleans Saints. KG, talk to me about the ESPN Week 4 Power Rankings. Okay. Now, I'm, I, I pulled it up. I, I, and that was a, a very excellent video that you did this morning. I appreciate um, that, good sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely positively um, articulate and informative. And I'm not saying that because you know you're my brother, but it, it was it was really well done. Um, New Orleans being in the top ten, that's a problem for me. They're wanting to uh, understand that they haven't had Michael Thomas. Um, Alvin Kamara has been absolutely a beast. Buffalo being fifth, Buffalo has the number one offense in the 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 the, the league right now, passing offense, I should say. So you're telling me that Green Bay, Seattle, Baltimore, who who was in that, is better than. Buffalo in the power rankings. I think that's absolute bull. I think Baltimore's ranked too high. Seattle should be above Baltimore. Um, This is all wrong. The Rams shouldn't be. I think the Rams should be sitting in the 10th spot. The Patriots should be in the 8th. But this this is, who put this together? This is this is absolute trash. This is this is not good at all. And I I felt I feel the same way because I I felt like the Ravens should have fell out of the top five. Still a top ten team, but not in the top five after that beating they took from the Chiefs. Now, if it was a closer game, um, 
and the Ravens didn't struggle like they did, I could see them still being in the top five. But the Chiefs put them away like they were a bottom dweller. So they should not still be number two. Now, I I hate to sound biased, but, you know, because I'm a Bills fan, I thought Bills should be at least top three. I definitely think they should be ahead of the Packers. Um, and maybe the Seahawks, because that was a big win last week. You know, even though they, they let L.A. storm back, they still came back. Josh Allen showed his poise to win. Uh, I'm like you. I don't know why the Saints are in the top ten. I would probably put the Cardinals up there, but not the Saints right now. I, I just – I don't uh, – I definitely have a problem with this 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 top ten. Definitely have a problem with this top 10. Um, and you know what? I think after this week, KG, I think the, the sideline junkies will be doing their own top 10, their own power rankings. I, I think that's what this is going to come to because this is the ESPN power ranking we read. Um, the NFL power ranking isn't any better than this. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to – we're gonna we're gonna do that. Start next week, week five. You're gonna get an NFL sideline junkies power ranking, and we'll just we'll tally up and um, we'll go position not position. We'll yeah, position by position, first place, second place, and we'll vote on what team should be there. And whatever team gets the most votes out of the junkies, we'll we'll do that, and we'll start posting our own power rankings. What you think, AG? I'm down with that. I mean, it could be. It's got to be a little bit more accurate than what they put up here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. I mean, we, let, let's let's say this. No one's ever going to agree with everything, you know. But I definitely think it's it's the Saints shouldn't be in the top ten. I think the Bills should be top three. The Ravens should be at the bottom after that loss. Um, and then you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, on to the next. I gave my must-win games in the video earlier. I want you to tell me what your must-win games are for today. Who has to win today? We're in week four, and we're talking about must-win games, but there are some must-win games on the schedule, KG. So what what are you thinking are some must-wins? Well, first and foremost, the game that's near and dear to my heart, that's a must-win of course, is Washington, Baltimore, the battle of 295. Washington, that's a must win because they have to right the ship. They got to turn it around. Um, and today has to be the start. You got to get a spark somewhere that that starts you going. Uh, the Saints have to beat the Lions today. If the Saints lose to the Lions today, I mean, it's demoralizing to lose to the Lions anytime. But the Saints beat the Lions today. I think that'll, that'll right that ship. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, the Browns haven't, they've lost seven straight road games. They need to beat the Cowboys today, but the Cowboys also need to beat the Browns to gain some sort of ground in the NFC East because the Cowboys are still behind. I think the Cowboys are second in the NFC East behind your Washington football team. Uh, Cardinals need to beat the Panthers today. Bills need to destroy the Raiders. But the Raiders also need to destroy the Bills. So I think that's going to be a knockdown, drag out, out in the desert. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be, um, what was that, 92 AFC championship game, you know, 53 to 3, but uh, I think it's going to be good. And I remember that game vividly because it snowed in Buffalo that game. And I, it was one of my favorite games of all time to watch. To watch Jim Kelly throw bombs to Andre Reed and James Lofton through a cut and win. That was absolutely amazing. Just wanted to let that be known. Uh, even though the Bears are undefeated, that's a must win against the Colts. It's, it's got to be. Uh, and this is funny. The Falcons versus the Packers. It's a must win game for the Falcons. You got to get off the schneid at 0-3. You go to 0-4. I mean, we'll we'll get into that later, but you go to 0-4, something's got to happen. Something's got to change. Um, Matt Ryan has to be benched. So that's well, just, we, you know, my goal. So I had four hot seat coaches, and I had Dan Quinn of the Falcons. I had Bill O'Brien of the Texans for the obvious reasons. Uh, Mike Zimmer of the Vikings and Adam Gase. And Dan Quinn, for the obvious reasons, the Falcons are just terrible. Um, and then, and the crazy thing is, there's levels to terrible. Like, there's dumpster fire juice, New, Jer- uh, not New Jersey, New York Jets, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter. They're terrible. And yet they scored 20-something points against the Broncos. The Broncos are terrible, too. So... I, I don't know why Adam Gates still has a job at this point. Uh, it's obvious that that's not the answer in uh, uh, New York. So, um, Dan Quinn, the, it, 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 see, Dan Quinn, the Falcons, they're scoring, but they're blowing leads. It's like the talent is there. They have all the pieces, and they're being outcoached. So, with that being said... Mr. Dan Quinn should be on the on the bubble too because some people pick these Falcons to be Super Bowl contenders. I didn't pick them, and I never will. And not not as long as they have Matt Ryan at quarterback. And Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but he's just not. He's never cut the mustard for me. Um, Bill O'Brien, I have on a hot seat ever since he traded DeAndre Hopkins. I am enjoying watching that team fail. Because he should have never had traded that. That trade should have never had been allowed. So the Texans are sitting at 0-3 in a division that they should easily be walking through with DeAndre Hopkins if they still had him there. So, um, yeah, that. And then Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, and I don't. And it's not. I don't put it on him. I put it on the performance of one Kirk Cousins. Um, that team was supposed to be way, way better than what it is now. They're sitting at the bottom of the NFC North, 0-3, um, not producing. And I think you're going to see some 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 shaking and moving in the next couple of weeks if things don't turn around for these particular teams. Um, the must-win games, I had the Cowboys having to win this game. Cowboys are a lot of people's Super Bowl picks. And right now you're sharing the NFC East with the Washington football team in one and two. So the Cowboys have to win today. I thought Baltimore, after how they got beat, they have to win today. And then I had the Minnesota-Houston game 
at a, at a coin flip because it's like both of them need to win. But I'd rather see Minnesota win than Houston. So even though I love Deshaun Watson, I love him quarterbacking, I just want to see Bill O'Brien get the can. That's that's just my personal opinion. So, um, KG, the only thing left is to pick our teams, Buffalo at Las Vegas, Baltimore at the football team at FedEx Field at 1 p.m. Which one do you want to go first? Well, before we do that, let me let me let me let me jump in this hot seat. These coaches on the hot seat. Not far away. Uh, I think Dan Quinn and Adam Gates should be holding hands and skipping to the unemployment line. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest because we Dan Quinn's obvious, but Adam Gates, bro, two cents. And they say he was supposed to, if they didn't beat the Broncos, Adam Gates would be fine. And I said it on Monday that he should go ahead and clean out his daggone locker and his office now because that way he can beat the traffic on Friday because he's going to get fired on Thursday night. He might as well go ahead and quit now. But they still went and lost and nothing's been said. Dan Quinn, you lost two games where you had 15-plus point leads. Like, you had your foot on the Cowboys' neck, and you let them up. I just, I, I also think that uh, 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 the Chargers coach, Anthony Lynn, I think he's on the hot seat, but I don't really think, you know, he's on, the like, the, the flaming hot seat. I think he's on the, it's getting a little warm. But if if things continue the way they are, and he's out without Terod Taylor, but Justin Herbert can lead this team to a few victories, oh, Justin Herbert just saved his job. But then if Terod Taylor comes back and they keep winning, oh, you can go ahead and take him off that. That's but uh, I think that's so unfair because that's something we talk about on this show all the time. You have, you know, a black head coach here and Anthony Lynn that has been dealt the, the card of Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, whatever you want to call him. Now, if you really thought that this team was going to compete with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, you're sadly mistaken. So, Wait, you know, the playoffs with him? Yeah, no, 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 no. We got pushed in the playoffs. It's a difference being pushed in the playoffs and you taking a playoff spot. It's a difference. Okay, I want a quarterback that's going to take a playoff spot. Like, we're here. This is ours. We'll see you at uh, Orchard Park. Now, please, God, can he, hopefully this team scores a touchdown and we can get in the playoffs in the back door. You know? Nah, uh-uh. Don't even do that. Don't get me started. Because we got to end this podcast soon. Don't get me started mm-hmm. with that. So... I think the time is now for Justin Herbert. Let him start. I don't know why Terod was starting anyway. Let him start if if because Terod is out for a a, a while now, isn't he? Because of the punctured lung. Yeah. So if if this if this boy comes in and lights it up, Terod's not getting that job back. And if I'm Anthony, I'm not giving him the job back. It you know I, I just can't you can't do it you know. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, I just, 
I think that I just I hate that situation because it just seems like a lot of time when there's a black coach, they get the axe and then just like in uh, Arizona, they get the axe, they get the piece that they need and then they hire somebody else. Jim Caldwell, Steve Wilkes, you you talk about we talk about this every show because it's frustrating as hell. You, you, let me also also throw in Matt Patricia. Now, how does this guy have a job? That's another one, bro. Matt Patricia, that is just absolutely like (laughs) they he was he got a job before Eric B. Enemy. Okay, just think about that. Eric B. Enemy, head coach, uh, not head coach, but the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he's popping up as. You know, you know. Last year he was popping up as one of the leading candidates for a next head coaching job, and I believe when Patricia uh, came up for head coach, I believe Eric Bieniemy was in. You know, his name was being floated around. So now Matt Patricia is thinking up the joint in Detroit, and I don't know. I just it's just interesting to see who gets what amount of rope when it comes to head coaching, quarterback, and and who doesn't? That's all I'm going to say. So, with that being said, uh, you got anything else to touch on before I dive into uh, – well, actually, you can go first. You you, you want to do Bill's, Bill's um, Raiders first, give me your score prediction, and then I'll take them away, and then I'll do football team first, and then you'll finish this off. That sound good? Okay, that sounds that sound like a, a bet. Um, like I said – uh must win for must win for um Buffalo to keep going to keep everything rolling. Uh, Bills are favored by two and a half with the uh over under points being forty nine and a half. And they're in Las Vegas, so it's a four twenty five game. Okay. So give me Las Vegas is playing some damn good ball. Give me in a squeaker. And you say 49 and a half? Mm. Yes, sir. I'm going to go over on that. I'm going to go over on that. Give me Buffalo 27, Las Vegas 24. Uh, another nail by, I think Buffalo's going to win a lot of games late. This year, I mean, the way they played against uh, the Rams last week, the defense let them down, but the offense bailed them out. I think that's going to be not the case. It's just going to be a shootout. It's not going to be much defense played in this game until maybe about third quarter. But the Bills will pull this one out 27-24. All right, the mic is on me. And... You know, this is my squad, Buffalo Bills, 3-0, and sitting on top of the AFC East. They're going to play a really, really well-coached Las Vegas team. Um, Raiders are sitting at 2-1. and The Bills come in touting the fourth-ranked offense in the league, second in passing, 26 in rushing, okay? Uh, Raiders 16th offensively. Uh, both teams kind of lacking in defense with Bills coming in 19th defensively and uh, Raiders coming in 25th. Uh, I agree with KG. I think this is going to be a shootout, okay? 
Uh, I'm still waiting for the Bills to prove to me that they can hold a lead and get a lead without me having that uh, funny feeling in my stomach that it's just going to evaporate. They 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 having some trouble with that. They having some trouble on defense. The the one part that I thought was going to be the strong suit, they're having real issues on defense. They got gashed last week with um, the running game with the Rams. Um, Jared Goff getting on, hitting his receivers. I don't definitely don't think the Raiders offense is as potent as the Raiders offense is, but I think Buffalo's defense is still questionable. So with that being said, I'm going with you, KG. The the point line is 49 and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm going to say 31. And I'm sorry, 34 to 30. The Bills come out victorious. All right. 34-30, Buffalo. They moved to 4-0 for the first time in God knows when. And they get ready for their tests. Next week, which is, uh, is it the Titans next week? Uh, let's see here. Let me get that. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got that Verizon gig. And yes, it's the Titans. They go to Tennessee next week to play the Titans. So that is going to be a test. That's one of the tests I'm looking for um, after the Rams. That's the next test, AFC foe. Um, so we'll see how they do there. Um, I'm doing the football team first, right, KG? So I need to keep talking. All right, so I got to keep talking. All right. Unfortunately, for the Washington football team, you had the Baltimore Ravens coming to town after a really embarrassing loss on the national stage. Now, that doesn't make or break their season. Um, Baltimore does. But it does put a chip on their shoulder now. And who standing in the way is the Washington football team at home having some troubles of their own with um, with Dwayne Haskins not really progressing like they were hoping. Um, so being put on notice, we talked about it earlier. I want to see how this re- this team reacts and rallies around Dwayne Haskins. You know, they're they're capable of winning this game. Uh, Matt Ioannidis out for the season, I believe, right, KG? Uh, Chase Young is playing today, I believe, right? Uh, I, last I heard about Chase Young, I heard he was ruled out for today. Let's stay changed. Ruled out for I, today? Yeah, I, that's what I heard. Now, don't quote me on that because I haven't found uh, I haven't found uh, my injury report that's accurate for today. Um, Ioannidis was out, I think, at the most another five to six weeks because he, he said surgery went well. But it's okay. going back up, he can come back from it. And that I United is a goddamn fight. So I, if they could put a cast on him, he could still move his arm without um, tearing it again. I think he would play this. And that's why that's why I love him. I, I, he's underrated, and I absolutely positively love I United. Well, league rankings for both of these teams. Um, Ravens are definitely not clicking on offense right now. They're 25th in offense. Um, the football team 31st. Ravens come in 18th in defense. Football team is 6th in total defense. Um, the Ravens, 32nd in passing. Football team 30th. Now, here's where it separates. 
football, uh, the Ravens come in fifth in the league rushing the ball, uh, and football team is at the bottom or near the bottom 27th. I think that's what's going to kill the football team today is Lamar and his legs opening up for Ingram and not so much, you know, passing the ball. You still might get some Hollywood Brown deep throws if they, you know, overcommit to the run. So uh, this is a one o'clock game. The Ravens are two and one. Football team is one and two. The Ravens are a 12 point favorite with uh, the over under for points being 52. Unfortunately, I got to pick Baltimore today. I don't think, I think they got a little bit too much firepower, and Washington doesn't have enough to keep up with them offensively. Um, 52 points, I just don't see Washington scoring over 20. Unless it's garbage time touchdowns where, you know, the Ravens got a nice little lead. Um, I'm going to say the Ravens 30-17 to 17 over the football team today. Well, I mean, this is the battle of 295. This is, and for those that don't live here, if you go from... Uh, if you go down 295, and this is the proverbial battle, you can go from D.C. to Baltimore, straight up 295. Now, the thing is, if things happen the way that I want them to happen and the, the team moves back to D.C. at the RFK site, that way we can uh, wake up history and get back to winning ways because we haven't won anything since we've been in Maryland, but you can get on 295 from RFK and drive straight up to MNT Bank Stadium. Maybe 30-minute drive, but if BJ's driving, I think we can get there in 20. Um, this is something that I love when I get it because so close. This is the seventh time they played, and they've only played each other when they both were on top once, and that was 2012. So... I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Everything that was said about Dwayne, he has to show and tell today. This is a show-me game for Washington. They got to run the ball. They they, they got to not make mistakes on every facet of the game. That's the only key to victory. But if you've learned anything from this season, if you can't defend Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson's going to shred you. So they got to do something better. And if Chase Young is out, that means the old master, Ryan Kerrigan needs to step in and wreak havoc early so he can start drawing double teams, and that way it frees up everybody else. Um, that secondary, Troy Apke, you cannot get beat deep. If you're supposed to be helping over the top, tell you something my coach told me, don't ever let a motherfucker get behind you, because if you do, you'll be standing over here beside me. So, advice for Troy Apke. Don't let nobody get behind you. Um, it pains me to say this is the first time all season that I'm going to pick against the Washington football team. And I will go with Baltimore. And I, am, I hope like hell I am wrong. But I'm going to go with Baltimore. And I'm going to say 31-24 Baltimore. Yeah, hey man, I know it's painful, uh, but 
until the football team proves that they can move the ball on offense consistently, it's just like, you know, you still gotta you still gotta pick, you know, responsibly. So we'll see. We'll see. The potential is there. You know, um, let's let's see what Scott Turner can come up with offensively. Maybe you know to get creative, to get the ball moving down the field. So, but we need to get out of here. It is noon. It's time to set those fantasy lineups. Um, man, I am rolling in fantasy football right now. It looks like I'm gonna be taking another W today. Um. Trying to set some fan duel lineups. Hey, the whole nine. You know, get your stuff together. I know y'all won't be listening to this, um, you know, probably during football or whatever the case may be. We hope y'all enjoy it. And, um, you know, we'll be coming to you later in the week with our wrap-up of week four and NBA finals talk and all the good stuff. All the sports news you want to talk about, we'll be on here talking about. So, uh, KG, if you don't have anything else, got anything else? No, I'm 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 done for the day. Well, I'm done for now. Let's say that. But this is gonna be just an exciting day. We got uh, we got football. Then on top of football, we got um, the Walking Day. Talladega today, baby. NASCAR Talladega Cup Series. Then we we got. Lovecraft country tonight. It's just gonna be TV, 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 TV. So get your snacks. Make sure the dinner's in the oven. All of that. Get yourself ready because it's gonna be a great day of just sports. A great night of TV shows. And if you got to work in the morning, I- I'm gonna let you know now. You're gonna be sleepy as hell when you go going to work. Because I- don't we got the finals tonight too at seven o'clock? Um, ugh, don't give me. I'm trying to pull it up. I, it might be. Because I, I, I know they said seven. I thought it was tonight. If we got NBA Finals tonight, oh, man. Yep, NBA, NBA Finals tonight, 7.30. Uh, Lakers leading 2-0. Pivotal game. We'll see if the Heat can come and try to get one game. If, if the Lakers win this, it's over. It's over, baby. Man. I, I'm so, just... I'm, oh, you... Did you say the WNBA Finals? That's the day, too. Seriously? 3 p.m. Seattle leads one nothing. Oh, and let's uh, give a shout-out to Sue Bird, breaking records. And she got a shout-out from LeBron James. You know, 17th year, Sue Bird, one of the Connecticut ladies, one of the Connecticut great WNBA great 16 assists in a game. And she's she's always been top of her game, you know, since she came into the WNBA, even when she was in college. So she's one that I can't wait that when she retires, she's one of those ones that you can go ahead and waive the eligibility and put her in the Hall of Fame as soon as she retires. Yeah, yeah. All right, four. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We're on all the major listening platforms. So definitely check us out. We'll be posting a show on our uh, Facebook group and uh, Instagram and everything. So check us out. Like, share, whatever you need to do, and get the word out. And uh, until next time, we out of here for the big guy KG on the Ball Speed J. Have a great NFL week number four Sunday.